Hello and welcome to another episode of The Voice of Alignment. My name is Sheon Nukikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of God on this platform. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will always rejoice and be glad in it. I trust you've had an amazing day and I trust that this encounter that you're going to have on this episode is going to be a life changing encounter with the word of God. Now, over the past couple of episodes, we have been looking at the subject of grace with an emphasis on understanding grace by looking at what grace is and what grace is not and also dealing with some misconceptions about grace. We drew our definition of grace from John chapter 1 verse 16 in the Amplified Bible which says, for out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Now, based on this passage, we deduced that the grace that we have received from Christ is expressed as a spiritual blessing, a favor, or a gift. These three expressions are the manifestations of grace. Grace is a spiritual phenomenon that has um, undeniable and unmistakable physical expressions. Just like you cannot see air, but you can see the expression of air, such as a balloon that is filled with air or a tire that is pumped with air. Grace may be invisible to the physical eyes because it's a spiritual phenomenon but its effects are glaring and clear. And so for a phenomenon like grace that is invincible and spiritual, there tends to be misconceptions about what grace really is or even its manifestations. In this series so far, we have looked at five misconceptions about grace and we have made attempts to address these misconceptions and make correction to these misconceptions. The first misconception we looked at is the misconception that grace is liberty. And we addressed this by showing that the liberty that grace gives is a liberty that is qualified. It is a liberty from sin and a liberty in Christ, which is a liberty to attain the full stature of Christ. The second is the misconception that grace is God's lowered standards and we address this by showing that grace replaces the law as we know it with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus which aligns us with the spirit of the law which gives life. Romans chapter 8 verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. The Bible says, For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The third misconception that we dealt with is the misconception that grace has no price. And we address this by showing that grace is a gift of God to us. But then Jesus paid with his blood for it. So grace is free, but grace is not cheap. Then we went on to the fourth misconception. And the fourth misconception we looked at 
is the misconception that grace gives you results without effort or grace fills in the gaps for what you need to do or that grace takes away um, the need for you to do something or the need for you to make an effort uh, in the area for which grace is supplied and we address this misconception by showing that grace without willingness and diligence will only lead to a waste of grace willingness and diligence is what translates grace into results in first corinthians chapter 15 from verse 9 to 10 first corinthians chapter 15 from verse 9 to 10 paul said for i am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church of god verse 10 goes on to say but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace towards me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me now the fifth misconception we address is the misconception that grace is a one-time event that is limited to salvation we address this by showing that grace also plays a vital role in maintaining our salvation by empowering us to live a life that is aligned with the principles and with the purposes of god in the book of titus chapter 2 from verse 11 to 12 titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 the bible says for the grace of god that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world so these are the five misconceptions we have dealt with so far in this episode we will conclude on this series by addressing two more misconceptions this is part five of this series and interestingly five is the number of grace this is also episode 45 of this podcast so we also see the number of grace even in the episode number for this particular episode so i would encourage you to ensure that you listen to this episode to the very end grace is so important that without grace we cannot be what god has designed for us to be It was through grace that we were restored to the original plan, through grace that brings salvation. We are restored to the original intent that God has for man. It is through grace that we are adopted as children of God in Christ. Now, the sixth misconception we will be addressing is the misconception that grace erases and eliminates consequences. Now, This is somehow related to the first misconception that we looked at, which relates to the misconception of grace as an allowance or as a liberty that breeds licentiousness. Now, one thing about grace is that through grace, we have forgiveness of sin. As far as heaven is concerned, our record is clean the moment grace steps in and we have forgiveness of sin. But in several occasions and in several cases, the sin a person commits has physical repercussions which grace may not take care of or grace may not take away for instance let's say a person commits fornication or adultery and in the process gets infected with maybe an std and then later on the person asks for forgiveness of his sin and repents now grace will bring forgiveness for that person but grace will not remove the std 
So the person's record is wiped clean in heaven. God has blotted out his transgression and does not remember the sin. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25 says, I am he who blot out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sin no more. So God has stayed true to his word and the record of that person in heaven is clean. He has asked for forgiveness of sin and he has been forgiven. But the record in that person's body, which is the STD, is still there. It would take another dimension of grace for the STD to be wiped out. Saving grace wiped his record in heaven clean, but that saving grace would not heal that STD. It would take another dimension of grace called healing grace for the STD to be wiped out. Another illustration that can maybe explain this or help us to understand this can be seen in the case of um, a pastor. Now, this is a true life story. Now, like many other pastors, uh, this pastor had a past. Even after giving his life to Christ and even after becoming a pastor, he still had some battles with some of the habits of his past and made some terrible blunders as a young pastor, as a young minister. But then grace brought deliverance and he made things right with God and God blessed him tremendously over time. Over the years, grace was manifested in an unusual way in the life and in the ministry of this pastor. But then after several years, that grace did not stop a scandal from erupting. Some of the ladies who had had affairs with this uh, young pastor or with this pastor while he was young, many years ago, some of the ladies who had had affairs with this uh, pastor and some of them had been issues of abuse uh, that this pastor had vetted out on them, some of them came out and accused this man publicly and that led to a scandal that rocked the church so, so, so badly. It took divine wisdom and the help of God and the support from other men of God and other leaders in the church for this man to be able to survive that experience. You see, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. This is a New Testament scripture from Paul the Apostle of Grace himself. So this tells you that grace does not exempt you from the consequences of the negative actions that you take, particularly sin. And you see, this understanding is one of the things that makes me so conscious and so dreadful of falling into sin when I recognize and I realize the fact that, look, whatever I do, despite the fact that grace, you know, is available and I ask, even if I do anything and I ask God for forgiveness, he will forgive me. But then I'm not going to take advantage of that grace that I have to sin because I know that there are repercussions. This is very clear, as clearly stated in the passage we just read, which is Galatians chapter 6 from verse 7 to 8. Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall reap. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. So an understanding of this, you know, keeps me, you know, grounded and and you see, sometimes those consequences uh, 
of sin can be very, very grave, especially when you are in a covenant with God or when there is a covenant over your life. Samson was a man who had grace manifested as a gift in his life in an uncommon dimension, in an uncommon measure, you know, and in an uncommon way. But then despite the grace that was upon Samson, he sinned and later on God forgave him. But then the forgiveness of God restored his hair that was cut off. It restored him. I believe you know the story of Samson. So the forgiveness of God that Samson had led to the restoration of his hair that was cut off, which was not supposed to be cut off according to the covenant over the life of Samson. So he had forgiveness from God. His hair was restored, but that does not restore his eyes that he lost. Friends, sin will put a scar on you. A scar is an injury that heals but leaves a mark. And that is one reason I fear and dread sin. It is a fearful thing to be left with a mark of sin. Someone may be listening to me and saying, but the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Well, if you read where the Bible says that very carefully, you will realize that the Bible is talking about grace for salvation, which brings eternal life. It's not talking about grace that eliminates the consequences of sin. Romans chapter 5 from verse 20 to 21, the Bible says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more so that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So in a nutshell we can deduce that grace will bring forgiveness of sin but it will not always eliminate the physical consequences of sin. The last but not the least misconception that we'll be addressing in this series is the misconception that grace makes a believer exempted from trials. Now, when I say trials, some people may refer to this as hardship or suffering of difficulties or persecutions and so on. But personally, I call these things trials. There is the misconception that grace exempts us from trials. However, nowhere does the Bible say that we have an exemption from trials because of grace. As a matter of fact, in James chapter 1 verse 2, James chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible admonishes us to count it all joy when we face temptations and trials. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 11, Matthew chapter 5 verse 11, Jesus himself said, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Paul himself was so endued with grace that his life was a replica of what grace can do, and his teachings on grace were so profound that he is referred to as the apostle of grace. But the same Paul recounted his trials in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 24 to 28. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 24 to 28. It says, From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often 
in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things what comes upon me daily my deep concern for all the churches so you see paul here in this passage recounting the challenges or the trials that he was going through or that he had to go through in the course of his ministry this is the same paul who said that i am what i am by the grace of god so the presence of grace in a person's life does not mean that trials would not come into the life of that person the presence of grace in the person's life does not mean that that person is exempted from trials as a matter of fact the presence of grace will attract trials to be honest the presence of grace will attract trials and this is for several reasons remember that one of the manifestations of grace that we talked about when we did the first um, episode or the first uh, part of this series one of the manifestations of grace that we talked about is spiritual blessing and we said that when God releases spiritual blessings both good and evil spirits swing into action. We discussed this in episode 42. So, grace won't make you trial-proof. In other words, grace will not turn you into somebody who cannot uh, face trials. However, you can leverage grace to overcome those trials. It is up to you to use the grace that you have to overcome those trials. It's like having a gun in your hand. The fact that you have a powerful gun does not mean that you will not be attacked. It does not guarantee that you will not be attacked. But if you are under an attack, you can use the gun you possess to enforce your freedom and your deliverance from that attack. As a matter of fact, sometimes trials are an avenue and an opportunity for us to increase in grace. There are certain dimensions of grace that trials will bring you into because in the midst of that trial, as you call on God, he will pour out that unique grace on you. And once he does that, the grace stays with you. Romans chapter 11 verse 29. Romans chapter 11 verse 29. The Bible makes us to understand that the gift of God are without repentance. So the truth and the matter of fact or the truth is that there are certain dimensions of grace that only trials will get you into. And so the fact that you have grace does not mean that those trials will not come. As a matter of fact, those trials will come for you to make use of the grace that you have to enter into another level or to enter into a new dimension of grace. So in a nutshell, grace does not exempt a believer from trials, but it empowers a believer to overcome trials. Now, this brings us to the end of this episode and the end of this series on understanding grace as we've addressed the, some misconceptions, some of the major misconceptions about grace. 
Now, I want to believe that you've been blessed by the things that you've learned um, in this episode and in this series. Now, if you've not listened to the past uh, four episodes that we've done in this series, episode 41, 42, 43, and 44, this is episode 45, and we are ending this series on this episode. If you've not listened to the past four episodes, I'd like to encourage you to ensure that you listen to them and also listen to this episode because other than addressing the misconceptions um, about grace uh, in these episodes, one of the things that we are doing is that we are expounding on our knowledge of grace through this episode. And so by the time you listen to all these uh, five episodes, um, I trust that you will have a deeper understanding of what grace really is. And you see, having this understanding of what grace really is, it plays a critical role in uh, our prayers, most especially when we ask God for grace. One thing you need to know about God, or one of the things that I've discovered about God is that one of the keys to um, having your prayers answered is being specific in your prayers. And you see, when we pray for grace, it's important that we are specific when it comes to the dimension or the measure of grace that we are asking God for. And the things that we've done in this uh, series so far, the things that we've done are things that will help us to um, understand grace much more and will help us to be able to ask with a higher level of specificity if there's anyone like that you know when we ask for grace to be manifested in our life in any area whatsoever and i trust that the things that you've learned or the things that you will learn as you listen to the past episodes if you've not listened to those episodes we've done um, in this series i trust that they will be a tremendous blessing to you now this brings me to the end of this episode if you are not a part of the voice of alignment platform if you are not subscribed to any of our channels we are on all the major podcast apps uh, that you find uh, and we are also on facebook and instagram so if you are not connected to us please make sure that you find us follow our page like the page so that you can get notified every time we release an episode and please do ensure that you also share this episode with a friend and let somebody also be blessed by the things that you have learned in this episode now in the next episode we will still be on the subject of grace but we'll be looking at it from a different dimension or from a different angles what we've done so far is addressing misconceptions about grace but then we'll be taking on another dimension of grace by the time we move into the next uh, episode which will be coming up uh, you know in a week from now from the release date of this episode so do ensure that you stay connected and do not miss the next episode it's going to be i'm trusting god that it's going to be you know it's going to be something interesting you know and much more applicable to our everyday and daily living so until then keep living in the blessing and in the fullness of god god bless you